football. It's time to talk Dons. It's North Sound 1's Red Friday. A very good evening and welcome to North Sound 1's Red Friday. Your best look ahead at the weekend sport with a major focus on the Dons from Andrew Shiny, Dave Galloway and myself, Dave McDermott. In tonight's show with tomorrow's Petodre William Hill Scottish Cup tie against Kilmarnock going ahead this weekend has all the hallmarks of being a watershed in terms of the current season. We'll have the rest of the weekend action, what's left of it, and of course we'll have, as ever, the predictor. Red Friday with ESWL, a local procurement company with a global Global client base. Good evening, this is North Sound One's Red Friday. I'm Dave McDermott. Joining me tonight, as ever, Andrew Shiny and Dave Galloway. And Dave, pre-match, it's all been about the beast from the east. Yes, indeed. And uh, Aberdeen manager Derek McInnes hopes that the weather doesn't throw a spanner in the works. Like everybody else this morning, you, um, you still maybe have some sort of thoughts that, that will it go ahead, but we've been kind of assured from the people in the know at the club, you know, that both ourselves and Kumana are really keen to get the game on and um, and uh, the, the, the conditions for travelling is maybe still the only concern, maybe for certainly for Kilmarnock fans coming up from the from the west. But hopefully everybody's um, happy enough for it, the game to go ahead. But obviously safety's um, the, of the kind of real importance, and um, we wouldn't want supporters of either club to be put at risk. So if that can be satisfied and the police Scotland are satisfied with that, then hopefully we can just get down to talking about the game. But as far as I'm uh, been aware, prior to coming here, it's all systems go for the game. As for skipper Graham Shinney, well, he admits that the beast from the east has affected training. We've had to obviously go indoors, um, but it's, it's been fine. Intensity is still the same, and, and uh, what the, the gaffer and, and Doc want to do in training is, is exactly the same as if we would have been outside. So um, preparations have been good. The boys look, look good and fresh. Um, obviously not having the game on Wednesday gives us uh, the week to, to prepare for this game, and, and we should be fresh going into it. And it was a strange week and of course uh, the game, the right decision was made. Common sense prevailed that the games on Wednesday, first of all, were called off nice and early. Yeah, I mean uh, I wouldn't have fancied driving down to Motherwell, far less coming back up in the, the depths of, of night in these conditions and I think yeah, you're absolutely right. The, the early call being made uh, was to the benefit of fans, players, everyone. Uh, but uh, tomorrow, let's just keep our fingers crossed that we don't get anything major overnight. I don't think it's forecast, um, but with the vagaries of the weather, you just never are sure. Absolutely, and um, the, the pitch, the playing p- pitch, the manager's been quite critical, but uh, it is playable, and uh, there's been teams of staff making sure that the stadium is ready for that game. Yeah, what a wonderful job that the the ground staff do trying to get the pitch in pristine condition. It, it's uh, it's a thankless task with the with the elements and, and and also with obviously the the undersoil heating. It really really dries the pitch out as well. So it's a very very tough task uh, to maintain it. Uh, Derek McInnes says, well, the pitch isn't great, but they'll just get on with it. It's not been perfect for a long time. I think it's been highlighted maybe a wee bit more from the Celtic game um, but for those who have been coming here over the last um, really since we came back from the winter break it's it's been poor condition and uh, it doesn't help matters for, for, for either team um, and the conditions will be, be tough tomorrow but that aside you know regardless of surface and regardless of Conditions. It's a it's an opportunity to, to get ourselves into a semi final. You know we're um, one game away from a national stadium and two games away from a cup final. And uh, 
hopefully that's the most important thing regardless of what we have to put up with. And because of uh, water problems in the South Stand, well, the home area of the, the South Stand, all South Stand attendees have been transferred to the Richard Donald Upper. They can they can choose if they want to go somewhere else instead, but uh, it just shows the determination to, to try no matter what the problems are thrown to get this game played at three o'clock on a Saturday. Yeah, and unfortunately also highlights uh, the ageing uh, relic that is Bitaudry. Uh, it, it is struggling to, to cope with, with anything untoward. But uh, the away fans will be in their usual place. But, you know, I think it might actually help the atmosphere, um, sending the, the South Standers up into the RDU uh, there will be some who will want to stand, I'm quite sure. Put them up the back. They're not going to be blocking anybody's view in front of them. But uh, if they make the usual racket that they do, um, over se- uh, certainly in Section Y, where it, it tends to go up the way and dissipate into the air, that will bounce off the roof of the, the Richard Donald stand and, and transmit itself out onto the park. So uh, it may actually boost the atmosphere tomorrow. Absolutely. It does have all the hallmarks of just a typical Scottish Cup encounter, doesn't it, Dave? Yes, it, it, it certainly does. It's a very, very intriguing one. Um, arguably the, the tie of the round, I would say. As for the manager, he says it should be a really hard-fought cup tie. I think it's two two good teams. I think, I think Kilmarnock, if, if I'm right, have, have only been beaten twice in the last 17 games, and that's against ourselves, you know, and, and they've played a lot of good teams amongst that. I think they deserve a lot of credit for that, and it suggests exactly how difficult a task it is for us but at the same time, you know, it's a quarter-final, it's an opportunity for us, uh, especially being at home, to try and get ourselves and the club into the semi-final. And uh, we look forward to it. You know, I think it's a fantastic opportunity for us. And, uh, it's a good, tough game. You should expect a tough game at the quarter-final stage. Um, but it's a game that we're looking forward to. And we've got, of course, uh, Ryan Christie back, available again uh, after having to miss out against Celtic last week. And uh, the captain, Graham Shinney, who will be delighted that he's not with us tomorrow. Yes. Joe, Joe Lewis is, by the way. Yeah, Joe's going to be uh, <laughs> on Red TV with us. But, uh, yeah, I think um, everybody could see that um, Graham's energy and enthusiasm in the middle of the park was sorely missed in the last couple of games. Uh, in fact, all three games that he's been suspended this season, we've lost 2-0. And I don't think that's a coincidence so uh, Graham will be back tomorrow I'm quite sure whether it's at left back because Andy Considine of course misses out through suspension or in the, the heart of midfield we'll wait to see uh, but having Ryan Christie back as well is a, a huge lift because he can unpick even the, the best defences and they I think, you know, obviously Kilmarnock come up here, as the manager said, having lost only two games over the last 17 and they've both been to us. They will fancy their chances, but we seem to have the knack of being able to beat Kilmarnock. It's a long, long time since they last beat Aberdeen. They've never beaten Aberdeen in a Scottish Cup tie. You could say all these records are there to be broken, but uh, we we know how to beat them. And uh, Steve Clark's side will have that in the backs of their minds, thinking we can beat everybody else but for whatever reason we can't turn Aberdeen over and let's hope that that nagging doubt transmits itself into a lack of performance from them in the park Let's hope so, two in, two out um, Ryan Christie and Graeme Shinney back, Andy Considine he suspended as is Sam Cosgrove after his red card last week against Celtic Dave? Yeah that's right and uh, Andrew touched on it just uh, a moment ago we actually asked Graeme Shinney uh, with uh, Consi being suspended could he maybe take a step back and slot in at left back? 
I don't know. I'm, I'm free to play anywhere. Hopefully, get back in the team to to start with. Um, but yeah, the manager's got that option now that with Andy being suspended, he he might want me to play there. Um, he might not. He's got pl- plenty of options to to go with. Um, so he'll probably judge it on on how he wants to play the game. One thing he won't want to pick up a yellow card tomorrow, will the skipper? No, because uh, he and Kenny McLean have already been booked in the competition. If they were to be yellow carded tomorrow, that would mean they would miss the semi-final if we get through to that. And uh, the last thing Graham wants is to be missing more big games. Stephen McLean is the referee tomorrow, and uh, I did have a, a sort of uh, informal chat with Graham earlier on today and said, how well do you get on with Stephen McLean? He says, don't want to. Don't want to be speaking to him at all. So let's hope that he's not. Yeah, one thing about one <laughs> thing about uh, Graham uh, Davis that uh, he is what he is, and he the manager admits that he accepts that he's going to get his fair share of yellow cards. Um, and if he it's got part fair his, yellow cards, that would yeah, be the difference. I agree, yeah. but he's also got a wee reputation. But that's just part of his his DNA, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it certainly is. I mean, I mean, I think we're all agreed sitting here in this studio tonight that um, you know a lot of the bookings that Graham uh, gets. Uh, they're they're unfair. He's been singled out by referees, but you know we spoke to him about that as well today. And you know he's adamant he's not going to change his playing style. The Hibs and Selig has been the the two probably most frustrating weeks I've had this season. Uh, not being able to influence the games or or try and help my, my teammates um, has been tough. But no, I'm I'm going to play exactly the same way as I always do. And if more cautions come, then then I can't help it. Um, not all of them have been harsh, but a few of them, in my opinion, have been harsh. But um, I can't get away from the, the way I play. It's, it's the intensity and in the way I like to play the game. And um, I think the the manager likes the way I play. Maybe apart from the last two weeks, <laughs> he's felt the the need of it. But no, it's it's um, it's a way I like to play football, and I can't get away from that. Huge incentive tomorrow, um, a, a return trip to a place we went four times last year, um, Hamden, and uh, the chance for a day out for all the fans. Absolutely. I mean, I, I think now, uh, having lost the Celtic last week, uh, we can forget any hopes of... <laughs> Any hopes? I'm saying, you know, I don't know if anybody really did have realistic hopes of finishing top of the league, but um, we've still got second place in, in the table to, to fight for. But uh, having been to Hamden on the, the showpiece day of the season, the last day of the season last year, we want to be there again this term and uh, and just come back away from there with a better result. Absolutely, it's uh, these days out. You, mm. They're so brilliant. Obviously, if you lose, they're not quite as good, oh, but uh, they, they are such a, a great experience for the, the Aberdeen fans. Yeah, all, always a special special day out for uh, the Red Army and the captain, he says he's determined to secure that Hamden return. It's always um, it's always a big thing for us to, to try and get there and, and to try and get to the, the National Stadium and, and give ourselves a, a good chance of getting to a final and we done it last year and, and it was good, we, we all enjoyed it and I think as footballers it's it's games that you, you really enjoy, it gets away from the league and um, it's something bit different so it's always a, a big occasion down at Hamden um, and last year especially we've we done really well so we obviously want to get back there again but like I said Kilmarnock are coming up here on good form and um, high in confidence so we know it's going to be a tough game This is North Sound 1's Red Friday will continue our build up to Aberdeen against Kilmarnock and the rest of the William Hill Scottish Cup ties after these <laughs> 
Red Friday with ESWL, a local procurement company with a global client base. You're listening to North Sound 1's Red Friday with Andrew Shiny, Dave Galloway and myself, Dave McDermott. Well, the Dons face Kilmarnock tomorrow afternoon at 3pm in the last state of the William Hill Scottish Cup. And uh, as we were talking about before the break, Dave, we're very close to a Hamden return. Yes, indeed we are. And uh, the manager says, you know, it, it's it's a, a huge added incentive to be just one step away from Hamden. You get through the rounds in the cup. You, you um, I think you've got to look at the bigger picture and the biggest, the end game for us is hopefully lifting the trophy. But there's stages within that that you try and go to work towards and you know try to get to the semi-finals. We did last year a couple of occasions and um, and that's a, that's a reward for for the, the winning team tomorrow. So hopefully, as again, it's it's us. Um, I think we uh, we're certainly looking forward to the game. Delighted the games. Um, uh, looks as if it's going to go ahead um, after maybe being in doubt over the last 48 hours. So I think there's uh, plenty of incentive for the for us all to try and get into back to Hamden and hopefully get another winning performance there. Andrew, the fact that uh, Killy are bringing up about 1,300 fans, say, uh, I think, is indicative of how well th- the manager Steve Clark has done. Absolutely. I mean, when you think back six months ago, if we'd been playing Kilmarnock in the quarter-final of the cup, you'd have said it was a foregone conclusion. But it's anything but now because of the effect that Steve Clark has had in the rugby park side. Uh, the under Lee McCulloch, they looked totally rudderless. Um, but using pretty much the same players, Steve Clark has managed to to get them to perform at a much, much higher level. And they are now the form team in Scotland, probably out with possibly Celtic, in fact, possibly even better than Celtic in recent weeks. So uh, it's going to be a tough, tough ask uh, to beat Kilmarnock. But as I said earlier, you know, we've got a great history against them. And uh, let's just keep our fingers crossed that uh, history prevails. Uh, they are a different proposition this time round, aren't they? Yeah, what 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 an impact he's made. Um, Graham Shinney, he, he says St- Steve Clark has worked wonders. They've had a, a great season, like you say, the, the new manager's come in and, and he's done a fantastic job. Um, we can be so proud of, of what they've done. Um, but we, we've been, been good ourselves in, in the games we've played against Kilmarnock. We've, we've been really good, so uh, we need to make that make sure that's the same again. But it's a cup game, like I said, and, and anything can happen on the day. And, and it's uh, all about the result and, and trying to get through to the next round. Just before we hear from the Kilmarnock camp, um, you're one to watch for Redshirt, Andrew. Uh, I'm going to go for Gary Mackay-Steven because um, he just seems to have a liking for the Scottish Cup. He's scored a dozen goals in his career for various clubs, for uh, Airdrie, for Dundee United, for Celtic, for Aberdeen. And... uh, he produced that moment of magic against uh, St Mirren and then a couple of goals against his old club Dundee United in the next round so I'm looking for GMS to continue in the same vein of form Dave uh, Ryan Christie for me uh, just such a huge pity he couldn't play against his parent club Celtic I think he could have really made a difference against the Hoops his clever incisive passing and shooting ability from open play or free kicks that could have a major influence on defeating uh, Kilmarnock well, let's hear from Steve Clark. He's speaking to Red Friday's Natasha Reed. Start quickly, get ourselves in the game, uh, try and control the game like we did for long periods in the the 3-1 defeat up there at the end of January. And obviously try not to concede as many goals, defend well and be a threat on the, an attack and just try and win the game. Do you think given the latest results, Aberdeen will see as a big threat? I hope so. 
I hope so. Uh, I'm sure Derek and his team won't underestimate us. They've beaten us twice, uh, but he knows that both games, they had to work hard for that. I think there's a lot more pressure on Aberdeen going into this game than there is in Kilmarnock. If our quarter-final stopped with a... If, if our cup run stopped with an away defeat at Aberdeen in the quarter-final, we'd be disappointed. I think if Aberdeen's cup run stops with a, a defeat at home to Kilmarnock in the quarter-final, they'd be more than disappointed. <laughs> Steve Clark there, Kilmarnock manager. Right, predictor time. Now, last week, um, the Red Army actually got only four points. I got five, and you two both got six. So that means that, uh, Andrew, you're still bottom, obviously, uh, with 78. <laughs> I love this, obviously. Well, it's been most of the season. Uh, 79 for me, 89 for Dave G, and 95 for the Red Army, who this week are being represented by Pataudry music maestro Gordon Simpson. Good evening, Gordon. Good evening, guys. How are you? Not bad, not bad at all for Cold Friday. Indeed. Now, before we go on to the predictions, uh, the Pataudry playlist, that's a, a new feature that's just been introduced. Tell us a wee bit about that. It's just something we've, we've introduced to try and get some more buy-in from the fans to get uh, their inclusion, their tunes played, and also speak with some local bands and events with some players and staff at the club to, to get their favourite tunes and what's influenced their lives. Excellent. So some good tunes to come, we hope. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, without further ado, let's get on with the predictor. Starting off with Celtic against Morton Andrew. Well, it looks a foregone conclusion, doesn't it? Celtic should be far too strong for Morton. But uh, we saw Morton last season in the League Cup semi-final. They gave us a very good game. I think they've probably strengthened their side, although they lost in midweek to Livingston there. I think they'll give Celtic a good run for their money, but Celtic will run out too strong 3-1 to Celtic there yeah, Frank Ross could make himself a hero Dave what's the score going to be in that one <laughs> I'm going to go 4-1 Celtic ok Gordon uh, I'm going to go one worse I'm going to go 4-0 Celtic I'm afraid well that's exactly what I've gone 4-0 Celtic but I uh, hope you and me are both wrong Gordon uh, Motherwell mm -hmm. against Hearts <laughs> on Sunday Dave well games between these two teams they have been close this season a one goal win each and a 1-1 draw I think this is shaping up to be a really close one too wouldn't be a surprise to me if it went to a replay I'll go for a 1-1 draw Andrew yeah I'm agreeing with that I can't see anything between the two sides that I think they'll cancel each other out they'll each get a goal and I think both would be quite happy to go to a replay OK Gordon I was thinking the same but I'm going to change it slightly I'm going to go for 2-1 hearts yeah that's exactly what I've gone <laughs> the fact you're agreeing with my predictions Gordon is not a good sign for how you're going to get on believe me uh, Rangers against Falkirk Gordon we'll give you that one first well Falkirk have been doing alright they've won 8 of the last 10 games um, unfortunately I do think Rangers are, are playing too well at the moment for them I think it's going to be 3 no Rangers I'm afraid OK Dave yeah that's exactly what I've got 3 no Rangers Andrew 3 no Rangers as well well thankfully I've gone 2 no Rangers right we've left the best to last obviously Aberdeen against Kilmarnock Andrew um, I can see Aberdeen bouncing back I keeping what the history that I mentioned earlier on the programme going it will be difficult, I can see us scoring early, having to defend quite a fair bit and then nicking one at the end to make it 2-0 to the Dons. 
Dave? Uh, well, two wins and one draw for the Dons in this season's games with Kelly, but they have caused Aberdeen problems, especially in the last meeting at Pittori when they led 1-0 at the interval. Steve Clark, as we've touched on already, has done an absolutely fantastic job. But the Reds, they have a point to prove. This will be a test of character, which I believe they'll pass with flying colours. I'm going for 3-1. OK, Gordon? Um, I'm also going for 3-1. Yeah, I think it's, it's going to be a good game, but I think we've got the strength to do it. 3-1. OK, and I've gone 2-0. So just the four predictions because of the weather. Thank you very much, Gordon, and uh, have a good weekend. And uh, thanks for representing the Red Army this week. Thank you, gents. Cheers. And League Two, of course, Peter Head's clash with Stenhouse Muir, along with the rest of the league action, all called off. Uh, but one game that's still on in the Highland League and an appeal for people to help Cove out at Harlow Park. Yeah, uh, Cove Rangers against Rothis is the one game that hasn't been called off yet. Uh, the plan is to leave the snow on Harlow Park until 8 o'clock tomorrow morning so Cove Rangers are looking for volunteers to come and assist with first of all the clearance of the pitch and then clearing the, the, the stands and the I did say uh, you'd manage in there before you came to Pataudry. Yeah, probably will do. <laughs> Not. Um, <laughs> so yeah, they're looking for volunteers to take a snow shovel and if possible a wheelbarrow with them to Harlow Park tomorrow and let's just keep our fingers crossed that there's not a lot of snow overnight um, and I'm sure Cove will get a lot of volunteers coming along and uh, the last thing you want though is to have cleared everything and then the referee come in take one look at it and say nah, game's off yeah. uh, but uh, fingers crossed for that one and say uh, it would be a, a big chance for, for Cove to extend their lead at the top of the, the Highland League table yeah it would and of course everything else off in the Highlands and the juniors announced a full blanket cancellation uh, last night for their um, fixtures so not looking good but uh, earlier in the week of course uh, the under 20s we spoke about it last week on the show and uh, they came up Trumps. They did. Uh, it was a very tough quarter final out at North Lodge Park on Monday night against a, a good Ross County side. And uh, we took an early lead uh, through Ethan Ross, his third goal in a couple of games for the, the 20s. Then uh, Max Ashcroft equalised with a very good free kick. But then a 63rd minute goal from Sam Roscoe proved to be the winner for, for Aberdeen. Not a lot of chances in the game. Some very good defending from Aberdeen. Uh, it wasn't the prettiest game to watch, but it was one of those things that you just want to get through to the semi-final, and that's what they've done. Yep, good luck to the boys in the semi-final. That's your lot. Of course, Aberdeen against Kilmarnock in the William Hill Scottish Cup, 3 o'clock tomorrow afternoon. Have a great weekend. See you next week. Red Friday with ESWL, a local procurement company with a global client base. It's North Zone 1's Red Friday.